Hello and welcome to GIST Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. GIST stands for Getting Your Shit Together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creators of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email to let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Kara Tomei. Uh, what I do on this podcast is seek out artists who have hybridized their careers uh, to include some form of programming that engages the public. So that could be an ongoing project, an artist collaborative or space or a nonprofit entity, Whatever form it takes, Just Inc. wants to champion artists who have embraced the DIY approach to diversifying their practice beyond the studio and also engaging others and creating community. And the goal is to give them a forum to share their experiences so that uh, others can be inspired to just do it. So I have a wonderful guest with me today. I'm looking forward to hearing all about uh, this organization that um, she starred. Well, not she, she didn't start it, but she's been there for over 20 years. Um, Cornelia Carey is the director of Surf Plus, the artist safety net, started by artists for artists. We like that phrase too. Um, over 30 years ago in the craft community as a grassroots grassroots mutual aid effort. It has since emerged as a leading nonprofit organization uniquely focusing on safeguarding artist livelihoods nationwide through grants and loans and has provided close to $2 million to over 1,000 artists in need of emergency financial assistance. Uh, I like their motto is, Surf is readiness, relief, and resilience for studio artists. I, so I'm going to welcome Cornelia to the show and hear all about this incredible resource. Hello there. Hi, Kara, and listening listeners out there. Thanks here. for being here to talk about Surf. Good, Surf Plus, rather. So um, I just want you to, to let us know. I, I usually start the show framing it as, like, how did it get started? So I'd love to know a, a bit of the... History started by artists for artists. That's all that just is about, obviously, is, is that kind of um, practice. And so who started the organization and why? And, and then the fact that it's grown to last more than 30 years is so impressive as that's not a common thing. <laughs> so you managed to find so much support, but obviously because there's so much need for it. So let me hear you talk a bit about the start of the organization and then your start with the organization. Okay. Well, uh, SURF was founded in 1985 at an American Craft Council show, uh, and it was um, an effort to honor an ongoing tradition that would happen at craft shows whenever artists um, of numbers gathered together to ply their wares um, and sell their work. Inevitably, somebody would have arrived to the show or not arrived to the show who'd had some kind of terrible emergency, a fire, a theft, illness, natural disaster. And uh, and this was true of almost every show. They would literally pass the hat and raise money for that person, um, artist mm-hmm. to artist. So it really was a mutual aid, you know, pre-crowdfunding 
Um, just right. <laughs> right, crowdfunding, but literally through a basket of cash and checks. And <laughs> like, exactly. It was crowdfunding exactly. uh, without the Internet. Exactly. And, uh, you know, this is there's a very strong community um, that exists when, when these artists would travel to different shows and, and set up shop and be next to each other and, and uh, become great friends and then support each other when they had disasters. And so the, the producer of those shows at the time, Carol from ross and Josh Simpson, who's a glass artist from Shelburne Falls, got together and said, you know, we should institutionalize this grassroots gesture and create a fund that would always be available to artists working in craft disciplines um, when they have setbacks, because they inevitably do. And so they got together with a number of uh, exhibitors and, and others who care uh, and raised, I think it was about $40,000 over two years before they gave out their first grant. And um, mm-hmm. and so that was that was the beginning of of what you know has become a much larger organization with a, a bigger mission. But that's that's the oh yes, much it. much larger. Let me let me just tell our listeners though that you are based in Montpellier, Vermont. Is that correct? Yes. The organization is. And we so Montpelier, but <laughs> Montpelier, sorry. Well it's the French, <laughs> right? Technically. Yeah, sorry, I made it I made it French. Um it so Montpelier, Vermont. <laughs> and so the organization is based there. So when you say that, uh, when you mentioned that other location, that was also in Vermont, correct? The the falls. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that was Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts. When um, Surf oh, was oh, okay. First, uh, mm-hmm. when Surf had its first office, it was in um, Shelburne Falls. It was at Josh Simpson Studio oh, okay. um, in Massachusetts. So you've moved yeah. around a little bit in the East Coast. So in, uh, in the East Coast is where you've, I think I see mostly had focused until more recently. Is that true? Um, the East Coast has been where the office has been based, but we do work all over the country. Right. You're nationwide and, and any, yes. any artist from anywhere can uh, apply for your assistance. Actually, on a personal note, I noticed that you have an L.A. artist that I'm familiar with on your board, Tanya Aguaniga. I actually... Oh, yes. um, yeah, I recently participated in a, a hands-on um, performative craft workshop with her, and it was a wonderful experience. And I, I every single day, look on my um, my shelf and see my felt hand that oh, I great. passed with her and with others. So it was literally hands-on, and you left with your own hand. <laughs> anyway, she's wonderful. So I see oh, that you, your board is comprised of artists from all over the uh, United States, too. That's correct. That's correct. Yep. So take us through basically your core program and, and programs and what's available, you know, to artists. There's, you know, the, the web, everyone can definitely go straight to the website, surfplus.org. You have a very densely loaded website with lots of programs, wonderful, powerful artist stories, kind of they break your heart, but they're then so uplifting because this, this is all emergency assistance when an artist has had one of those emergencies and they're feel it, that's at their lowest point and then surf is there to help them. I mean, of course, that's like incredible, you know, powerful. I was reading through a few of them. Um, maybe it's maybe after we get um, a little more into info for people, we could get personal. You could tell me a few stories or tell us a few stories about that. But if I'm an artist who's had a, um, a disaster or a problem or a health problem, I mean, it's really define what, what, it, what kind of situation artists is in when they 
look to you for help. Yeah. Well, just a little context, too. There there are two parts to our work. Um, One is very much about helping artists build strong and safeguarded and sustainable careers by taking um, steps and actions to to safeguard that career, whether it's having business insurance for your studio, even if it's a home-based studio, because usually your homeowners is not going to cover your studio-based practice. Uh, and um, so that that's one part. And the other part, which we now present more as a fallback, is our emergency relief assistance. And we um, okay. added the, the preparedness resiliency building um, after – Hurricane Katrina hit in 2010, and we saw so many artists with such severe losses and realized at the time that, you know, no amount of money we were ever going to raise was going to write somebody's life when their studio was a slab. And uh, so we invested a lot more in developing resources and information and offering education programs on anything related to, you know, building a stronger, more resilient career. And so sure. um, so a little bit more detail on the, the emergency relief piece of it, um, which is that we offer uh, grants of up to $6,000 and no-interest loans of up to $9,000, um, and then also work with, you know, the community of manufacturers and suppliers and show producers who – work through us and offer donations or discounts on things like kilns and uh, booth fees at at various craft shows. So we try to tap the field around us for uh, to add to what we're already doing. Um, so it's sort of like we always describe it now as, you know, really helping to build a safety net for artists that everybody participates in, um, whether you're a donor or you're donating equipment um, or, you know, providing information. Um, mm-hmm. And so That's we it. are very focused on artists who have had uh, what would be a career-threatening emergency, something, um, and unfortunately, um an emergency that's not of one's own doing. In other words, if your business mm-hmm. isn't really thriving, that's not you know that that's not the business that we're in. It's more you've had a fire or a theft or uh, an injury, and um, mm-hmm. really your career is in jeopardy. Um, that's that's the kind of assistance that we provide. Right. That's that's. I mean, that's an incredible thing, right there. I don't. It's not. Are you are a unique organization? It said that use that word. In other words, you're the only. Are you the only nonprofit arts organization doing this kind of work in terms of that kind of uh, financial assistance? Um, that's focused on this population of artists. There right. we have many peers um, doing similar work. For example, Music Cares and the Actors Fund mm-hmm. and. Um, and then there's some foundations like uh, Paula Krasner and Joan Mitchell Foundation. Um, so we have their different models of this kind of work, but we're really the only one that's focused on artists working in craft disciplines. Um, we're also, you know, our information is really relevant to any studio artist. So we right. I was going to actually ask you about that, like so to, yeah. to to define just in case there's an audience member out there that's not fully clear on what a craft discipline or what. So craft disciplines include what? 
Well, it's basically we're looking at people who transform materials into objects, whether they're functional or not. Um, so it could mm-hmm. be contemporary material like, you know, phone wire or, um, you know, uh, clay, glass, metal, um, mixed media. You know, artists work across disciplines so much it's not a neat and tidy kind of thing. Yes, um, especially but- lately, <laughs> yes. Exactly. And also, you know, the, so our, our financial assistance is really focused on that subset of artists. Our, our information and resources are really relevant to our, any studio artist, anybody who has a studio practice. Um, right. So if you're a painter who has a disaster, they can seek at least some um, resources from you. I, of course, I see on your website that you have information about those peers you talked about. And I mean, your website is actually a, a resource. Kind of, you know, we have such a similar spirit, just Inc. and mm-hmm. Surf, in terms yeah. of that we have all these resources for anyone to kind of, you know, look and see and, and find and feel supported in, in, in whatever way. I mean, especially, I would say, with the um, artist career resources that you have on the website, similar mm-hmm. to just, we have business practices, uh, different sections on the website, you know, marketing, financial management, legal issues and then you offer business workshops so you know we have it we're, we're peers as well of course organizational yes. peers that way um which i love yeah and i and what did, i wanted to ask you about also so the studio protector insurance hub piece of it is well what i okay so what 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 you're defining is that an artist really as we do too it just we talk about really being in control of all aspects of your career and really getting prepared, setting the groundwork, laying that groundwork for, you know, being prepared for everything and anything and, or having resources and skills to, you know, help you in managing your career from business practices to marketing. And for you and maybe for those people who do live in um, areas of the country where natural disasters are a more, uh, a, a uh, more, I'm sorry, a, a common occurrence is what I was going to try to say. I mean, obviously, if you're in a flood zone or an East Coast city where there's storms or, you know, hurricanes, and I mean, obviously, that's, or, I mean, of course, anyone anywhere can have a natural disaster, but maybe a studio artist who has a practice in a place that's prone to that, you should think about what, I mean, not that, not to be a doomsday person, but be prepared. What if, what if something was to happen? Am I ready? Am I prepared for for reacting to something where I need to work quickly, it's just like forethought. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I think our suggestion is to really look around at your studio practice and identify the things that, um, you know, if you were to lose them or you weren't able to do them, you know, what, you know, kind of build that scenario so you can prioritize the steps that you can take to um, make sure that you're not, you're not, your whole career isn't in jeopardy because you lost all your glaze formulas that you didn't store in an off-site location, you know, things like that. Right, um, right. And we've, some, we've and seen many examples of, of people who, I, I, you know, I think my, the, the, the thing that we see over and over and over again is people who have studios in their home and are actually in business, whether they're making jewelry or uh, painting or, you know, blowing glass and think that their homeowner's insurance is going to cover their studio when it burns down and they discover 
Um, that it doesn't. Uh, so you either have to have a rider on your um, homeowners or you need a separate insurance policy. And many of us do open studio weekends now, so there are liability issues. Um, there's a lot to think about. But um, And also just we're not in the business of selling insurance. We advocate and educate about it. So um, right. And have quite a bit of information about all the things you want to think about when you're talking to, you know, when you're looking into buying an insurance, a business insurance plan for your studio. Um, right, educating educating oneself and making sure that, yeah, that artist is, is protected that way. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. I mean, any, any, any and all artists should think about that when they have a studio, whether, whether it's in their home or not in their home or in another place or, you know, whatever. Right. It's definitely uh, something to be fully educated about, and you provide that. So that is great. I see that um, you other, what other resources would you like to point out that we haven't talked about as of yet? Yeah, well, we have, um, you know, our, our surfplus.org website was just launched in February, and it, basically what we did with it was combined our old surf website with our studio protector, which is a comprehensive guide for artists on everything related to um, readiness, um, uh, recovery, and resiliency. So anything preparing for responding to and recovering from disasters. Um, and uh, it's, it is loaded with information, everything from uh, mold mitigation. You know, there's, there are videos with uh, conservationists who um, are advising on how to how to stop mold, you know, before you can um, get it to a conservator. Um, there's just a range of personal stories, uh, you know, from people who all of a sudden, you know, found they were managing volunteers after a major flood and advice on how to organize volunteers. Just, just a wealth of information, and we tend to get a lot of action on that website after disasters, and we're really pushing artists to look at it now, too. So there's certain really simple steps you can take um, that would save you an immense amount of loss otherwise. Um, right. And uh, so that's the resource. And then we also are very involved in, you know, educating the kind of next generation of makers um, by working with art schools and professional development providers. Um, we've created a, a readiness curriculum um, called Cover Your A's, Art, Art Assets and Archives. And it's a very detailed um, uh, curriculum that we're, we're um, having art schools integrate into their professional practices program. Um, so that students who graduate from art school not only know how to run a business and a career in a studio, but also have this readiness information um, for themselves. That's that's wonderful. You say um, about professional practices in art schools, which is something, by the way, that Karen Atkinson, our founder, has been teaching mm -hmm. for 30 years at at CalArts, where she's a, yeah. a professor. And um, and it, and and just knowing though from her experience, she this class is available at CalArts, but there are so many art schools that actually don't even teach professional practices, and that's one of mm -hmm. Karen's, you know, like you know, calling cards of you know, like kind of trying to advocate more 
nationally, it sounds like your organization does the same, that professional yeah. practices should be taught from the base level when you're a maker. And, and because it just, it just doesn't almost make, for us that are in the work, it doesn't even make sense that it wouldn't be, but it, but it often isn't. Um, yeah part of the curriculum and then and then you're even adding more depth and more you know information to the curriculum with that cover your A's program I mean but don't you Mm -hmm. agree this should be something that is a a requirement for any you know student out there (laughs) we set people up for failure otherwise I think you know we're graduating a lot of art art school students these days who are not prepared for the ups and downs of a career as somebody pointed out we were just as you were at the National Council for Education and the Ceramic Arts and um, SURF hosted a panel on um, building resilient careers and one of our panelists said art schools do a great job of preparing me for success you know I learned how to write a, an artist statement and you know how to create you know quality images of my work but I nobody trained me for setbacks or failures and this was an artist who had mm-hmm. to jump out of a second floor building that was burning down to save her life and broke her back and had a major um, change in her life. She was a studio potter, um, which was very physical work, and she had to completely change, and she can't can't throw pots at a wheel anymore. So, you know, that, that big adjustment in one's career when you're, you know, have had a lot of success um, and just don't know what your next steps are going to be and I thought that was a very interesting statement that that they don't they don't train you for setbacks or failure <laughs> which correct you know, everybody correct. needs to think well, about yeah well the good news is that there is the internet now I mean it is this is part of uh, the fact that anyone can access any information at any time uh-huh. and you it's great to cut, bring it back to the story of how surf started with like almost like a basket going around the crowd crowdfunding 30 years ago mm-hmm. and then through the internet and being able to spread the word to anybody you now have this you know incredible incredibly powerful you know you're giving out millions of dollars over time and there Mm -hmm. is the information for the artists who maybe the art schools aren't doing such a great job but people like surf and if i do say so just you know we're out there for artists to have those resources educate themselves um on the things that maybe were missing you know in their career or maybe Mm -hmm. it's just people realizing they're missing pieces of education or pieces of knowledge that like surf Plus and, and just ink can provide. So um, I mm-hmm. hope that artists listening out there uh, realize that both of our organizations are available to them and they can educate themselves on all of these things. And I um, I want to ask if you have any kind of parting words or anything else to say or, or pitch before we end our conversation. Oh, um, well, thank you so much for inviting me. And, and uh, you know, our, our, org- our org- organizations are so... Um, in sync and simpatico, and, uh, and yes. you know, artists being having a career as an artist is is a is you know such a, a wonderful um, direction to go in one's life, and um, and there are always ups and downs in any career, and unlike most careers, there there is you know the safety net is ourselves and organizations like the two of ours, so. You know, really encourage artists to look at 
you know, where there is help and support and um, to take advantage of it. And and also, you know, in addition to organizations like ours, you know, in in many cities and towns, there are wonderful organizations that are kind of artist service organizations, and they can be, you know, or your state arts agency, if if uh, they're around in the next couple of years, um, you know, are also mm-hmm. great resources. So I just we um, we're in the business to support your career. So use our our services. And yes, you again, ditto. Carol. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Cornelia. You do wonderful work, and it's great to talk to someone you know who 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 yeah does the same kind of work. And so we're going to get this out there to as many people as we can, so that Surf and and Gist are are the resources for for everybody. Thanks for being my guest, and I'm going to sign off for Gist okay. Radio and remind you, uh, remind the listeners that we're an, uh, that we also have a wonderful website, and we are dedicated to the similar things of surf and I'm I'm gonna just urge people to go on our websites. And I will also urge people to like Just Radio on Facebook where I do these interviews um, and have a wonderful archive on our website of dozens and dozens of interviews with artists who have diversified their careers and there's something to inspire you on that list of radio shows. Please listen in again. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are a mighty fortress of supreme knowledge. Progressive Direct has not only revealed their rates, but those of their competitors. If you were any more in the know, you would be drowning in, you know, the know. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates because knowledge is power. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Life is full of big moments. Getting married, having kids, moving into a new home. These are the kind of moments that change everything. And they might have you making changes to things you don't always think about, like your health coverage. Covered California wants you to know that when you have a big life change, you may be able to enroll in health coverage or adjust your current plan. The enrollment window is limited, so to see if you qualify or to find one of our local experts, visit CoveredCA.com today. Covered California. It's more than just health care. It's life care.